Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk about making a subject your own. So what I'm talking about is, you know, there's lots of pictures you see, those on the on social media that people have taken in popular spots. And quite often when you start really looking at them, they all start to really look the same because people are flocking to the same place to, to take those photos. And quite often, you know, it might be the same time of day and with the same type of theme happening within the shot. So you end up with a whole lot of this content or all these images that all seem to be, could have been taken by the same person. So how do you put a stamp on it? How do you put your stamp on something and make that your own photo? You know, it's always difficult to come up with something different. So I thought in this episode we might just talk about just expanding that idea and thinking about the idea that taking your photography to make yourself different from what everyone else shoots. So quite often when you see you know, there's a festival or something on a, in a city and the people flock to a particular area that they'll all congregate in and all take the shot. So what I'm saying, next time you're kind of presented with that scene where there's, you know, there's a popular thing happening and you want to capture it, look at all the other possibilities around you. So, you know, look at the, you know, is, is there somewhere where you can maybe go up onto a landing or up a set of stairs or somewhere else to get, an, to get a different overall view of the scene rather than where everybody else is standing, um, maybe up against the fence shooting and shooting that scene. So trying to, again, put the, put the emphasis on making it your own picture because we see, like I said, so many pictures. I mean, one of the popular pictures we could often see when it's sunflower season, when the sunflowers are out, and particularly um, in Queensland, there's an area where there's, you know, huge fields just full of sunflowers. So as far as I can see, you see all these fun sunflowers and people flock there to take pictures of sunflowers, you know, and they take all these pictures. And the thing about it is it's, it's when you first see that, you know, the very first time you see this big mass field of sunflowers and maybe someone's standing in the field, you know, there's a model or someone else is there, you know, oh, that's really cool. But once a, then you start seeing, you know, one, two, three, four, the hundred, then hundreds of the same type of shots it just loses the impact. It just doesn't kind of make it. It's no longer interesting because it's not not something new. And I've often looked at thing, thinking about something like sunflowers, and and thinking about if I was going going to shoot, say, in a sunflower field like that with all the sunflowers, what could I do different that no one else has done? What could I shoot? How could I shoot it differently? How can I bring a new look to something that people already know so people would look and go oh that's different and I'm thinking back to a time when a couple of years back at Byron Bay there was a, one of the Cannon festivals and at the festival there was a number of workshops and at one of the workshops um, which was run by one of the Cannon masters had a brief of um, gave everybody a pineapple and sent everyone off to take a picture of the pineapple so and you're thinking, okay, so a lot of people are going to pose the pineapple somewhere and the pineapple is going to be in the shot and it's going to be, you know, and then what the, what was going to happen if these images was you'd pick your favourite one that would be 
shot you'd taken and you'd bring it back and they would actually print that out and then they'd put it on the wall and then they'd be judged. And it's pretty hard sometimes to create something that people really haven't seen or something unusual. So I entered that challenge and I thought, okay, and I went and did try a whole range of different different ideas of shooting the pineapple. And, and I thought to myself, well, I'm, I need to make it stand out. I need to make it different. I can't just shoot, you know, people are trying all different things, you know, positioning the pineapple and trying different backgrounds and that type of thing. I thought, well, I need to do something a little bit different. So I decided to, and it's, and it's a bit of a challenge when you're doing this because you're doing this by yourself. So I decided that if I could throw the pineapple high enough in the air and capture it in flight, the pineapple in the air, that would be a different picture because people are probably not going to throw the pineapple in the air because, you know, you only, and I can tell you, you only get a couple of throws with it before the pineapple starts to really um, become out of shape. So it <laughs> starts to fall, fall apart, unfortunately. But I, th- I thought I'd do something else. I thought, okay, I thought that's one aspect I can do. I can throw the pineapple in the air and try and freeze it. So I'm shooting with, you know, a high shutter speed. So I know I'm going to freeze the pineapple and hopefully you know, hit the focus on the pineapple, which is, again, a challenge when you're holding the camera in one hand and you're throwing the pineapple in the other hand and you're trying to throw it out far enough up in front of the camera so you've got some background in, in the shot as well and try and get the focus all happening, all this type of stuff. And this you know, this um, was happening a few years back. I you know, kind of would have loved to have my, um, my current uh, R5 mirrorless system with the, with the uh, focus tracking on that probably would have done a really good job of kind of nailing it probably maybe on the first shot but anyway I didn't I had a DSLR so I had to kind of you know I tried to anticipate how far I could throw it and where that focus point was and try and set the focus to that and then hope I could be consistent with my throws and and then obviously try and catch the pineapple um, you know as it's flying through the air the other thing I thought well okay that's fine that's 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 one adding one new I suppose, element to that people might think about throwing the pineapple in the air. So I thought the next element I'm going to add to is I'm going to shoot it in black and white. You know, people, because everyone's going to, you know, pineapple is a very distinctive shape, so it doesn't really matter whether you're viewing it in monochrome or whether you're viewing it in colour. If you see a picture of a pineapple, you know it's a pineapple because this was a pineapple with the with the top still on it. It wasn't, you know, so it was really distinguishable what it was. So I thought, well, let's. I'll add that other element, and then the other element. I thought, well, let's shoot it in high key. So, and you know, where the background kind of very, very light, and hopefully I can keep the pineapple um, because it's close to me. That it's going to be a bit darker, and it's going to really pop from that um, you know, high key background. So I persevered, practicing my throwing, getting my technique right, and then throwing the pineapple up, getting a shot. So then I, I had I had a number of shots um, to choose from. Then I picked what I considered to be the best shot. And it wasn't you know, a perfect shot. And it would have been you know, great to have someone throw the pineapple and you just track it and could have really nailed the focus and really you know, probably got a much sharper picture. But given the challenge was everyone else was doing it by themselves as well. So everyone was on a, it was a level playing field. So everyone was doing the same thing. So anyway, so I did my shot, got it back to the um, back to the kind of uh, workshop area where people were, you know, had we had all been sent out from. Come back to where the printers were set up and download the file. Um, gave it to the person who's responsible to print and said, "Yep, this one here. I want this one printed." They print it for us. Anyway, then later that evening they judged those um, those images, and I was really fortunate because I actually won. So my picture actually was the 
the one that was chosen as as the best one um, out of that bunch of photos. And I think it was because of a couple of reasons. It was because it was different. I mean, there was lots of pictures that looked very, very similar. And so how do you make, like I said, so sometimes to stand out, you need to do something different. You need to really think about your photography. You need to really think about ways that you can, like I said, make something different that people haven't seen before. And I'm sure like not many people had seen too many pictures of a pineapple flying through the air, um, shot in black and white, high key. It's just a really unusual set of um, parameters. But again, it created, you know, what I consider at the time was an original image. So, and I think that's what sometimes helps you get your photography to punch through, punch above the noise floor. And we've talked about the noise floor quite often before and really like I said it's the same thing you know if you've got thousands of pictures of the same subject that's the noise floor um, to get your picture to kind of stand and jump through that noise floor quite difficult so think about things that you shoot think about why you could take it to another level how you could potentially go and shoot it differently mix it up change it out do something completely you know hopefully you come up with something that people haven't even thought of doing shooting subjects and I mean and some subjects get shot the same way every time you know this is kind of a typical type of shot where you know people will shoot stuff quite often you see the Instagram one where you know the shot of the scenery and there's a per the person sets the camera up on a tripod and the, and the person's kind of walking away from the camera and you get the picture of the back you know it's kind of like you see lots of shots like that so what could you do to make a shot where you're trying to show off a scenery but and you want to Tell the story that you're there, so you want to be in the shot. To do something completely different, that to try and I suppose give people a give people a view. I mean, we've seen this, the other shot too, which most people will relate to the classic, you know, van life shot. People are pulled up, um, they're, they're shooting it from the back of a van where there's a mattress and you know it's set up as a bed, and they've got the tailgate open and they're shooting up into this amazing amazing vista of landscape or, or seascape or whatever it is and, and it's a shot that's kind of been done over and over and over and you know the first time you saw that you thought oh that's a really cool shot look at that you know they're lying in the van and they're taking in this fantastic um, vista and um, you know and they've captured it and of course what happened was you know everyone thought that was a great idea so people just kind of went out and started recreating that shot over and over again and like I said it's really like, I suppose, the challenge is how do you become, how do you create that next thing that people copy? And that's the thing will happen. If you do strike something that's really cool and really different and, and people haven't seen before, be prepared that people will copy it. And, you know, some people will, I suppose, be upset that someone's taken their idea and they've um, done it. Other people will see it as quite flattering, that it's, it's quite a compliment that people liked it so much that they've gone out and, and recreate that shot themselves that they liked your idea so much so again people will be in a mixed there'll be mixed feelings on on that on how people feel about it whether you feel like it, it is a compliment that someone's given you by the copying it or you feel a little bit cheated because that person has taken your idea and plagiarized it and and done that but again i think it's it, it is happens all the time and look sometimes you know when you create a shot uh, there's elements of other people's work creep into it just by just by necessity sometimes you know what I mean sometimes placement of people or um, placement of items in in the frame 
quite often you can have seen these things that have been kind of shot similar before. Sometimes, like I said, it's just by necessity that you can't do much much else about it. You have to have those things in those positions. But that's why I thought in this episode I'd just try and expand on the idea of taking your imagery to another to another level and trying to create some images and you try and like I said give it new life and try and breathe some new life into that into that subject and I think you know sometimes like I said you know when you think about it some some of it's kind of easy um, because you know you know in a landscape situation where there's like I said there's a popular spot and usually what kind of happens I suppose with a lot of the shooting areas where people go and shoot landscapes and classical you know shots of things like landmarks that people travel to that quite often there's a there's an area set aside where people can get to really easy so it's easy to walk up to that area to get to and take the shot so you know pretty much everyone's shooting at the same height looking at the same um, same angles those type of things but sometimes there's other areas that are well it takes a little bit more effort because maybe it's you've got to walk a little bit further or or the track mightn't be as quite as um pristine you might have to you know walk that little bit further to a slightly different point where you can still see the the same scene but you're actually now seeing it differently and i was listening to a podcast the other day there's a photographer who has a has a podcast series and a youtube thing jared Poland and jared you know throwing those photos was talking about he's just recently went to the launch of you know, the nasa's latest rocket now unfortunately it was it was a non-event it didn't actually because of weather and technical difficulties it didn't it didn't launch but he was talking about saying about how he went and set up and they have a you know they have a section where the press are and then there's a section where people like influencers and youtubers and that type of stuff and it's slightly different and he was just talking about the differences how he really wants to try and because it didn't launch i think it's going to be tried next month or whatever it is going to have another another attempt to launch it but I think he's going to try and get a press pass so he can actually go to the press area because he just believes that angle is just going to give, produce a better shot. So sometimes when you go to, like I said, when you go to a scene where people are placed quite often, maybe there's, there is a better spot to shoot. And you know, sometimes, yes, it may not be achievable because it might be out of bounds and you might not, might not be able to get in there but for whatever reason. Or it could, you know, require special permits or access or those sort of things. But when you can have a look at, you know, different the different, you know, I suppose options around you. So when you go there, explore all the options. And like I said, sometimes in a in an area where people go and shoot, there's a sometimes there's a structure there, um, and st- structure might have stairs, and you know, you might be go and stand at the top of the landing, and again, that might just give you a different view. Um, that just changes things and like I said sometimes just being slightly higher or slightly lower than everybody else can actually breathe new life into an old scene so people can look at and go oh that's oh it looks familiar but different and again that's great if you can create something like that where people look at it and they can see that difference they can see that it it's not what everyone else has shot that that's a great result and I think, you know, we've talked about on Focus about how sometimes people become recognisable, like if they're photography, so sometimes you can see a photo and sometimes you know straight away who the photographer is and based on this type of shooting and maybe the way they've shot it. And again, the other thing is to think about is if you're shooting, if you're shooting a scene that everyone else has seen over and over again, 
you know, maybe you could mix it up where you shoot it in monochrome and you may shoot it in high key or you may shoot it in low key, like just to give it a completely different look and a completely different feel because, again, that can that can just make the images look so so different. Now, if you think about the, the sun, going back to the sunflower story, you know, and as I've kind of been talking and thinking this through, you know, like there's a real opportunity to go and shoot the, the sunflowers in, in monochrome because everyone's going to the sunflowers because they're bright and vibrant and they're capturing that colour and that's, that's you know, a part of the allure that you've got all this yellow colour, fields and fields of it. But sometimes, you know, like I said, if we were to strip the colour back and we were to take, do a sunflower shot and we didn't have any colour in there, I mean, sunflowers have got a very distinctive shape and there's a lot of very distinctive um, features within sunflowers, textures and those type of things that sometimes like you can really emphasise that um, shooting monochrome and you can really bring out the detail in the sunflowers. And again, that would create a shot that would potentially stop people to have a look at because it's something they hadn't seen before. It's just different. So like I said, it's just trying to come up with something that people haven't really seen, something a bit different, taking a, an old subject and trying to breathe some new life into it. And it always is a challenge. I mean, one of the, I suppose, principles of trying to take better photos is, you know, one of the principles is the originality. So just trying to have something original um, that that just, like I said, people haven't seen before or, or gets people... Th- Maybe maybe sometimes look you can sometimes shoot something so people actually look at it in a completely different way. A lot of often people will have a you know preconceived idea of different things. So sometimes when people photograph something and they see it in a different light, you know, using a photography pun there really, but using a different light, quite often, you know, people see stuff differently. And I mean a lot of photographers, that's what they do. Like we, we look at the world and we see things differently to how some other people might see the world. Sometimes that does, that comes across in our photography because we can we can show that different side. Sometimes it's much, much harder to do that. But like I said, I think it's really worthwhile exercise to think about the ways that you can take your photography and the way that you can bring something different to the table here. You can add something new to it. Um, like I said, it could be the technique that you use to shoot it could be the location that you use to shoot it or it might be that you bring in and introduce a completely different element to it to really mix it up there's a there's a photographer that you may want to look up and have a look at her work Jackie Rankin she's a she lives in uh, New Zealand she's a Canon master and Jackie does a lot of landscape photography she shoots a lot of her stuff in monochrome um, and Jackie did this series of shots where she'd take everyday items you know like a you know, mixes that you'd mix a hand mixes you'd mix up a cake thing in into a into a landscape and she'd throw it up in the air and take this shot um you know and there's beaters are up in the air but there's this beautiful vista in front of you and again it's like people it just stops people and she also did a, a series of shots there where she would deliberately put her hand in the shot so she'd be outstretched with her hand so her, her hand is actually in, in the field of view of the camera um, in the foreground and she's taking this landscape picture. And again, it's just adding that, I suppose, that little quirk, um, that little bit something different that kind of gets people thinking, you know, why is her hand there? What's she doing? And again, so she stopped people very cleverly, stopped people and people have stopped and examining that photo, trying to read, read through the cues that are in there. 
Same as like the ones where she's taking items and you know, frying them up in the air and capturing them. And I must admit, I did borrow that idea like from uh, frying the pineapple in the air. I was kind of inspired by Jackie Rankin and what she'd done with um, you know, frying everyday um, household objects in the air and in landscapes. And I thought, you know, oh, that's where my idea of frying the pineapple in the air basically came from, thinking that, you know, that would create a completely different image, a completely different look. Um, which it did, and and you know, like I said, for that particular for that particular um, exercise, that shot it worked. And like I said, it's I think it's always good to experiment, and not everything you do is going to work. So that's the other thing to think about as well. Quite often you'll try stuff, and it just will not work. So you'll try think have the, have this elaborate idea to do all this stuff, and then when you actually commit it to um, taking a frame and have a look at it. For whatever reasons, compositionally or technically or whatever, it just doesn't gel or just doesn't work. And that happens. And don't be disheartened by that because that happens in lots of things in life. You know, there's lots of things in life where you might try a new recipe to bake a, a cake, that, a particular type of cake that you haven't ever baked before. And the first time you do it, you find that the the, the cake quite doesn't quite turn out the way you you wanted it to because there was a couple of processes that maybe you, you hadn't quite got right to a critical to that particular style of cake kind of cooking correctly and or getting the correct texture or whatever so, but that doesn't stop people from trying again so again with photography thing is if you try something and it doesn't work sometimes you know people will just persist until they make it work like if the if the idea is sound enough like if it if you know like this is a sound idea i've got but i'm just missing it i just need something I'm missing, I just need something else in there just to really um, make it gel, to make it work, just keep at it, just keep trying, just keep experimenting. And look, I suppose that's one of the, the, the blessed things that we have at the moment in the world with uh, the age of digital photography that, you know, I can tell you that I wasted an enormous amount of film in my younger days shooting film because I was experimenting, I was trying to get shots that people hadn't seen, I was trying to create new ideas only to have them fail dismally a lot of the time. So, you know, you'd shoot a roll of 24 and you'd end up with one frame that you'd probably want to keep and the, the other 23 frames, you'd, you'd bend them because they just didn't work. These days with um, digital photography, we've got that instant feedback so we can actually see and make adjustments on the fly. We can just delete our mistakes, things that don't work, we can just delete them and um, we can keep trying those things until we actually get a shot that we're happy with or kind of fulfills you know, fulfills the idea of what we originally started out to do. So in this episode of Focus, I've been talking about being different, taking an everyday scene that people have seen all the time and try to make it your own. Put your own stamp on it. Do something different that people haven't seen before. Could be, like I said, adding an element in there that kind of normally wouldn't be in there and then that will make people stop and wonder why it's there. So I think sometimes, you know, that's a thing, you know, um, people have heard the term shock jock and I think, um, you know, most people know what shock jock is and it's, you know, some DJ usually on the a radio station who's very controversial in his in his views and quite often will say things to deliberately polarise the audience so people are, are shocked by some of the things that, that he talks about or she talks about. So, you know, sometimes people do that there is some kind of shock value photography you see where some people put an element in there and it and it's kind of like it does shock people for you know some people see is an interesting 
side twist. Other people kind of could be offended by it. So again, and I think that's the, I think it's kind of always a challenge. I think sometimes like, you know, when you're doing something that's a bit experimental or a little bit different, you do run the risk of, of I suppose, um, upsetting people because some people might just think that that's not a something you should mess with or that should not be something that you should try and make fun of. And again, I think you've just got to be mindful and respectful of whenever you do something like that. I mean, you know, recently heard heard some stories about people shooting in some different areas where the subjects may not have been appropriate. Like if you were doing a, you know, like a swimsuit um, shoot at a cemetery, it's kind of like maybe a bit, you know, potentially disrespectful. Um, cemetery is typically a place of, you know, peace and tranquility for the people that have passed away rather than maybe, you know, doing a doing a shoot which may not fit in there. So I think it's always be mindful of too, like, you know, um, and, and again, if you're trying to, I suppose, push boundaries, you will may potentially upset people. Um, but I think you, you don't try and do it deliberately to upset people. I think anything you do should always have, there should always be an artistic value. There should also be a tangible pillar in there which which ties it together rather than just throwing something completely offbeat that's so disconnected from the from the reality and the scene that it doesn't doesn't make sense. I think that's you know a challenge that people you need to find that you need to experiment yourself and just try different things. So I think look maybe set yourself a challenge maybe go out there and look at some of the shots that you've done previously that have been popular and you've maybe put on your social media and you've got a lot of you know people liked it and that type of stuff. And if you get the opportunity to go back and revisit some of those places, maybe go back and revisit them and reshoot them completely different. Try and find another way to shoot them to even make them potentially look like it's a new location. And that would be great if you could if you could nail that where you could take a shot of something that's fairly well known to people and then people look at it and try and ask, where's that? And I think that's that's always a challenge if you can do that sometimes to shoot something and have people want to ask questions or want to understand more about it. I think it's um that's a that's a great, I suppose, compliment as a photographer if you if you're able to do that. Yeah, look, as always, we um we always enjoy your feedback too on these podcasts. So I love it when people kind of give us feedback, whether it be on social media, whether it be on if you're on Apple. Hopefully you'll leave a comment that, you know, is uh positive. Be kind to us if you can. But um I mean we do this because we're passionate and we love photography and we love kind of sharing ideas and we love getting photographers thinking to get them kind of, I suppose, you know, if we all sit there and we all don't think about stuff or we don't kind of explore new ideas, we can become stale and we, we don't grow as photographers. So my my goal in life is obviously to is to grow as a photographer and, um, and I'm really kind of passionate about educating people and bringing people along for that ride and helping to educate them as well, so... And most of you will know that I um, I am a part of the Canon Collective, which is an Australian Facebook group. Um, sorry to the overseas um, listeners. It's only open to Australian residents, um, that particular group. But if you are an Australian resident and you're listening, um, jump over and have a look at the Canon Collective. You know, we run some fantastic stuff in there and we, again, try to foster this idea of, of helping people grow with their um, photography Look, until next time, enjoy your photography. Been great chatting to you again, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. See ya.
That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment. And don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone. Thank you.